Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am William, or Shawnee, and I am your game master for this 5th edition science fantasy campaign of my own devising. Uh, joining me today, uh, we have Jack the Second. That's me! I'm Jack the Second! <laughs> there you are! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and... Uh, I will be playing Surprise, uh, the ethereal uh, sorcerer. Living up to your name in every way that, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Kendall Fairchild, uh, a Ladrin warlock. Uh, Nothing and... funny, just that. <laughs> and Greg? Correct. Uh, I am playing just us, the ethereal swarmkeeper ranger slash uh, domain of light cleric. And um, Holly has made the questionable decision to entrust me with the mechanical maneuvering of Mistle today as well. So when when Holly's back, we'll have a new character in that slot. I will. I'll try not to make that happen, Holly. <laughs> I feel like it'll be very easy to keep the assassin, to keep the thief rogue who has gained supreme sneak at this level out of being murdered uh, and can fly, you know, uh, and Jack the Elder. Hey, everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, the avian way of the Iron Path gun monk. Gunk. No. <laughs> the, the, no. The, the avian gunk, yes. It's just efficient. Uh... And Sorry. Sen. Sen, I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer, gadgeteer, master, master, maker, maker. And uh, uh, I'm desperately trying to figure out the logistics of, a, of, a, of an anal railgun. Like, is it, is it, would it be something that you use on yourself? No, we, we've already, we've already established others? what the anal railgun is. We've seen it happen. I know, I know, I know what the real life version is. I'm talking about taking that as like a template and building off of it. <laughs> uh, well, you get a bigger MRI. Also, Saints <laughs> Row already beat you to that punch. That's fair. But <clears throat> by creating heard... one in real life. I'm... I'm, now I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about launching a pig's anus like through a hype through a through a uh, electromagnetic railgun at like near light speed velocities and just seeing what it does. So a railgun that fires <laughs> anus. Yeah, an anal railgun. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just concerned about uh, 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 a about game franchise creating either sex toys or weapons 
for real life use. No. <laughs> also. So, uh, also, well, before that, uh, I heard the loudest fucking thunder outside. So if I, d if your DM drops off the face of the earth suddenly, I'll the take power over. probably went out for a minute. It's that was Zeus. just the anal rail gun. <laughs> Test firing. <laughs> and as always, uh, Black Lives Matter, trans rights, human rights, eat the rich, happy wrath, uh, and uh, strike, sorry. strike, strike, oh, yeah. strike, and uh, support your striking workers, yeah. uh, Fuck especially, especially your currently striking actors and writers. I'm not a part of SAG because I haven't been hired on a SAG thing that you have to do in order to join SAG, but solidarity <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if there's not some striking in Atlanta, to be honest. There's not a lot of union work in Atlanta. Not none, though. Not none. I mean, but not a lot. Literally any Marvel film. I say most Marvel films are filmed in, mm -hmm. are filmed in Georgia. Uh huh. You know why? Because tax breaks. Tax <laughs> breaks. Yeah. But it's still union based. Like the tax breaks is what brings them there. The unions go with them anyway because they have to. Yep. Uh -huh. The whole point of the union. Anyways. But anyway. Uh, but uh, when last we left our heroes, adventurers. Uh, I like how you say that. Is this, this, it's a qualified. It's a downgrade is what it is. I mean, I'm not heroes, sure where anybody's heroes. Adventurers. <laughs> From heroes to adventurers. Nobody should look up to us. You should look up to Coltarn, mostly because he's taller than you. Uh, they had been journeying through uh, and making their way from the first, uh, after taking a rest, after exiting the, the Eventide, uh, the group decided to maneuver into another one of the three massive ships that have been uh, that have been uh, taking up the exterior of this one dock outside of Gilgamesh Station, the Frozen Fang. Uh, and uh, upon entering the bridge and finding a bit of information about what had been going on with the Soul Lantern that had been provided to them by uh, uh, Ivern, uh, the uh, the group decided to uh, avoid moving through the majority of the ship and go around the outside to find their way to the hangar uh, and make their way in there. Uh, upon doing so, the group discovered that there is... Oh, by the way, is the stream powered by Sirenscape? Yes, the stream is also powered by Sirenscape, which I will get to in a minute when I finish my fucking introduction. Sorry, ADHD. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't been on Adderall for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, but discovered that there is a single remaining uh, fighter from this ship's store, uh, which appears to have been left behind primarily because its thruster systems do not appear to have been functioning. Uh, using uh, using uh, Till's ability to 
relatively swiftly repair vehicles uh, was able to at least temporarily get the ship's thrusters functioning. Uh, but before anything could be done about that, uh, Kendall picked up with the motion sensor that is still being that they are that they are still holding, uh, picked up the incoming presence of significant motion activity on the way into the hangar. Uh, so, do I have time to get back into the mech? I will say just enough as we go ahead and we'll be rolling initiative as I move you over to this battle screen. Uh, um, while while we're doing that and other people, not me for sure, but other people are getting into roll 20 uh, who weren't, weren't already there. Um, can I, I think, also we're, I think we're all pretty much here, Craig. Yeah, uh, most almost all of us. Well, there's like maybe one person who's yeah, missing. Maybe only one. one. That's... Um, uh, no, I mean, not me. <laughs> I'm definitely in there now. Um, but um, is is the implication then that the other fighters were just flown out of here by Nix's crew? Probably. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, the for those of you who are familiar with the undead and their methods, which is only a handful of you, really, like, honestly, just us and maybe one or two other people, maybe Till. Um, the the typical modus operandi for uh, the Necros pirates is because they're undead and thus do not need to breathe or be concerned with most environmental hazards in space, is to crack ships open on the hull and just vent them into space and then take the ship and everything in it after after the entire crew has either died to being exposed to space or anyone who managed to find a spacesuit in that time has been systematically killed by a boarding party. Uh, so, because they apparently didn't just keep these ships to add to their fleet of ghost ships like they typically do, um, the uh presumably they took everything of value including any you know fighters that might have been worth grabbing fantastic but we slowly increase our arsenal one ship at a time Actually, while, while, while rolling initiative, how much, like, we've got room for a mech. We've got, or, 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 at least the Zervon and the, um, the Kolnosh Malak. We might have room for maybe a, a medium mech, which is a huge size. Um, we've got room for one fighter. Do we have room for another fighter? Or... You, have room for, you have room for exactly two fighters in the hangar of the, of the Kolnosh Malak. Two fighters. How many mechs would we be able to... Fit in there. Max are taking up essentially cargo space and vehicle space. You sure. can probably fit. Because we've also got the truck. You can probably fit one, maybe two more into the okay. into the cargo space. The, also, the the fighters the fighters have a specific number of slots because that's because, how many yeah. fighter bays the Gold Nash can they, support. They, they exit differently, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, on that note, how hard would it be for me to turn our truck into a dust runner? Uh, very difficult because you'd have to basically take it apart and put it back together again. Okay. 
Yeah, you, I think you'd need a full rebuild on that one, right? Yeah, because it is currently just a ground vehicle. Because I do have plans for an armored personnel carrier uh, that would improve the both the defensive capabilities and the offensive capabilities of our truck. But I don't. I didn't know if I would if if it how much like it might serve as a as a launching off point or not. Yes, please position yourselves anywhere within the red box as you roll. I was going to say, Till was over by fixing the, the fighter, so I assume he and Surprise are roughly in the same yeah. region. I would have been by the fighter, but then run back to the Zervon, because I had exited the Zervon to inspect it, so I'll say the Zervon's probably, like, here. There. Oh, did you... Uh, okay, yeah, I see what you did. Uh, let me add Surprise. Da -da -da -da. I'm just not using uh, so uh, Craig is running Mistle who wants to run Strita and who wants to run Jasira and who wants to run Xander I can run any of those that we need mm -hmm. or if people want to divvy them up mm -hmm. um I'll run. I'll, I'll run. I'll run Jasira. Okay. Anybody want Streeter or Xander? Hmm. Not which, it. Which direction are the? Is the motion coming from again? I apologize. Uh, on this map, northeast. Yeah. Okay. Xander's pretty easy to run. Um. So, Till, if you want to run Streeter, I'll run Xander and Jasira. Okay. Mm -hmm. In combat, Xander basically just fires his gun. Yeah, he, he's, bang, 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 yeah, bang, bang. He 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 shoots mans, and that's it. <laughs> he he is he is a craftsman. He is not meant for the complicated fighting style. Says you, I made a craftsman that does exactly the complicated fighting style. Of course, she's a forge knight, and <laughs> woo. Look, I'm all I'm saying is that you. When when you have a good enough strength score as a craftsman, you can build a hammer the size of God. And I did. <laughs> right. My sixth level craftsman swings a hammer that does four D ten of damage. Um so uh immediately uh at the at the top of initiative, the enemy arrive. At least the initial wave of them. As uh, emerging out, sort of crashing their way through the hall, uh, coming in from the outside. Uh, well, the outs the outside of this room. Why is say. Kendall all the way in the front? Because Kendall was holding the motion tracker. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Okay. Because Kendall left un, uh, unsupervised will just fucking wander, and I picked a random place for her to be. Fair enough. Uh, bursting through the, the entryway from the hall uh, come a pair of massive skeletal horned figures, each bearing an enormous great axe in their hands. Uh, a toy. And then riding between them the first thing that you've seen that looks like it is more advanced than the basic living dead is what appears to be a headless figure riding what appears to be a ghostly horse. 
uh, with a ethereal-looking blade clutched in their arm uh, as riding behind them, or running behind them, come a small squad of the living dead, a number of regular zombies and skeletons emerging behind them uh, as the enemies arrive. Wee. Uh, which I failed to get their initiatives tracked in the, the entire time that I was setting all this up. So one second. Skeleton, Minotaur, Skeleton. Eight. Eight. Also, um, Shani, using a using a scale that you're that you will know the the meanings of. Um, <clears throat> On a range of on a range of uh, Zell to Squall, where is Xander emotionally during a fight? Uh, Laguna. Got it. All right. <laughs> so, uh. Honestly, yeah, Lagoon is probably a good answer. To, to, to translate that for anyone else that isn't familiar with oh, those I characters, uh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> who is who I would cast in Lagoon if they did a live-action like like movie or, or TV series of Final Fantasy VIII. I could see that. Yeah, like either Nathan Fillion or, um, um, right now, his Hispanic twin brother, whose name I can't think of, Pedro Pascal. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> I either either Philly or Pascal. One I, or two. I I know my actors. I've never watched One Piece though, so I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Mistel is up first, Craig, uh, so, with Xander on deck. In looking at Mistel's character sheet, we need to get Mistel some ranged weapons, y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just has short swords at the moment. She has Look. apparently, if this character sheet is accurate. Four short swords and four daggers. Mistel um, has never once asked for a ranged weapon. I I know well, this daggers is are a ranged weapon. I'm I'm going to defend this in character by saying bees did not have a great sense of group tactics. I think just us has a much better sense of group tactics, uh, and will lobby hard for that going forward. Um, specifically, she has two short swords and two daggers. Okay, all right. Um, I was going to say that's an improbable number of short swords. It, it it does seem to be an improbable number of short swords. It's because her short uh, swords are daggers, and her daggers are, are, are and her daggers are uh, like thumbtacks, uh, increasingly tiny. So um, I think, what is the what is the throwing range on a dagger? 20, uh, 20, 20, 60. 20, 60, Yeah, I think it's right. Twenty sixty. Okay. Twenty sixty. Uh, unless unless you got something modifying it. Sure. Um, like a craftsman. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I Look, think masterwork daggers feel like a waste of craftsman's abilities. Uh, they're not um, though, because you can make a master. You can you can make a non-exotic masterwork uh, uh, dagger that is returning, has really long range, and does the damage of a short sword. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, uh, I would like uh, to have Mistel, uh, is Mistel small enough to hide, use a bonus action to hide on just us? 
Oh yeah, so absolutely. Behind just us is back. Being okay. tiny and you being medium, yes. Okay, cool. I would like to do that then, please. Um, and she will sort of fly around, hide just behind the shoulder where she normally rides, and is going to ready a thrown uh, a thrown dagger action when she is within twenty feet of uh, one of the big guys. Uh, because of supreme sneak, that stealth check will be an advantage. Okay. Um, and I don't know. Within, I apologize. I'm rolling in roll twenty, so I. The nineteen. Doing anything? Excellent. Okay. All right. So nineteen. Yep. So missiles hiding well. Xander's up. Just us. You're after that one. Um, is there any cover that can be had, like, in this area over here? Uh, that's an elevated area that does have a guardrail, so yes, it is basically all cover. Um, does Xander have the ability to get up there, or would he have to go under the stairs? Uh, I mean, he can try and climb. Yeah, he's gonna... So Xander's just gonna go, uh, guys! Uh, just to make sure everyone sees it. Uh, and then he's gonna see if he can climb up to here where Till is. Yep. Uh, just roll me a quick either athletics or acrobatics for him. Uh, we're going to go with... 16. Yeah, that's good enough. Right, so he's going to get up there, and he is going to take two pot shots at the Ghost Knight. All right. Only two attacks. Uh, 19 and 25. Both hit. For 8 fire and 10 fire damage. Nice. So, so, yeah. Uh, guys, and she's gonna like like do the running across the back of uh, the back of chairs thing that you used that I used to do in the in, in high school theater. Uh, just yeah. up, up crate, up crate, up crate over rail, <laughs> and then shoulder against rail and begin firing over the rail. Two quick shots. Uh, just us. Yep. Uh, just us will draw the bolide blade. Uh... Or, or Keeper's Watch, and uh, just stalks forward towards the group, coming to here. Um, Mistel riding along will get to, I guess, about here and toss the dagger at the Minotaur Skeleton. I will roll for her. Sorry, uh, roll. That's with advantage, correct? Because it's yes. uh, yeah, you would be uh, hidden. Uh, that's a 24, but let me roll again. A 25. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and that's sneak attack damage, yes? Yes. Alright, so... I don't know why. Sixteen from the sneak attack. The stream observer is seeing is not seeing everyone's vision. Nine from the dagger. Yeah. So twenty five total from the nice uh, on the minotaur skeleton. This guy here, um, um, and then we'll um, just sort of clinging onto Justice's back, and then as Justice stalks forward, they um, hold out uh, horizontally the the handle of the keeper's watch. And uh, place their left hand over the, the sigil of the sun on their chest plate, uh, and trace the pattern of it marching forward. And we'll say, "You are creatures that do not belong in the light of day. Hide from it, or be washed away by it." And then a blast of light will come out, and I'm going to try to turn undead slash destroy undead. All right. What's the What's the rating on your destroyer right now? Um. It destroy is, uh, I mean, the DC is seventeen. The yeah, the, but what's the what's the CR that it can kill? Yes, I am. I am checking. I believe it's five. Um, CR is lower than the threshold for your level. Damn it! Where is that? Uh, CR one. Okay. Oh, CR one. Okay. Where do I find that for future reference? 
Uh, it's in your it's in your level table of the you get higher level destroy undeads as you level up. Oh, uh, it's also okay. in the destroy undead entry on like D and D. I th- I think I need to click it and expand. Yeah, I click it and expand it out. So yeah, so um, yeah, CR uh, one or lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At eleven, it'll be two. At fourteen, it'll be three. And at seventeen, it'll be four. Yay. All right, so each undead that you can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom save. And that that, that is all of them. That's why I moved to that spot. Yeah, that is literally all of them. Okay. So, the Minotaur skeletons. Um, success. Fail. That tracks. Uh, Ghost Knight. That first guy got a natural one. Good for him. I mean, natural 20. Good for him. Ghost Knight fail. And probably four dead zombies and skeletons. One sec. Yeah. One, two. Oh, one succeeds. Ignore this movement of the Zervon. I'm just trying to check something. Four dead zombies? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Observer has no. Like, I don't know what the Observer is getting. I think the Observer is only getting vision off of Strita. Yeah. If that could be adjusted, I don't know if it can. So one looks like one Zombo, one skeleton, and one of the Minotaur skeletons. Yeah. So these ones are dead. Can I say that it looks like Judgment Day? You know, <laughs> the skeleton against the 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 chain fence. Yeah, just the back by the front. Yeah. Uh, and one. So we these two are turned, uh, <coughs> which we will use whichever symbol is appropriate here. Uh, ah, they've gotten turned. We use that one. Gotta love a good turn undead. <laughs> Why are they starting to kiss each other? <laughs> Uh, this one has to run for its turn as it goes this way. Till you're up. Surprise, you're on deck. Okay. Till is going to stick with the tactical analysis of prior statements. Um, can Till make an insight on, uh, on Coltarn and try and anticipate where the Zervan's going to be moving. Sure. If I'm, if I'm not, should I make like a, or should it be like as my passive persuasion? I guess. Uh, just I'll see the insight check and judge on that. Yeah, seventeen on insight. Uh, yeah, you got a, you got a decent enough read. Uh, is is he got is does it look like? So, He's going to close. Coltarn, from what you can tell, based on at, at the moment, based on mm-hmm. body language, it looks like Coltarn's intention is to close with this Minotaur skeleton. Okay, in gotcha. such a way that it that it blocks, sort of cuts off access from the other undead as well. All right. So he's Till's looking to be like right here. Okay. So Till could technically go to here and probably still be in cover once the Zervon gets. Hmm. So Till's gonna. Post up right about here. Um, and since that ghost knight is turned, we're going to put two rounds into him. 
with the revolver to start with. <clears throat> 20 to hit. Okay. The squeezes off one and is aiming for something that looks like it might knock this guy out of commission a little bit. We're going to try for a stunning strike. All right. Uh, which uh, would be a... Con save? Con save, yep. Which is a seven... DC 17, I believe, currently. Hmm. Oh, right. He should actually have... Never mind, he's not turned, because he has turning He has turning defiance. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's defiant to getting turned. That said, he is not immune to being stunned, so... He is probably stunned. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'm he's irritating say... Jeremy or something else is irritating Jeremy. <laughs> no, no, nothing's irritating me. Uh, that said, I'm just going to say it. Anybody who designs an a, 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 a an undead creature that is not immune to being stunned. Not immune to being stunned. They designed that creature wrong. <laughs> it's stupid, especially if it's a skeleton. Well, this one's a ghost, but yeah. All right. Uh, if he's stunned, then it's my next more, attack is an advantage. Even more so, a ghost. <laughs> You're hitting <laughs> vital points. I've got no. It's magic key infused bullets, is what it is. It's, it's still not the point. Ghost, stunt like Look, you my gen- have- my general my general read is that the the monk is able to use their key to sort of basically disrupt the ghost's essence and force it to take a second to reform itself. All right. can go we again. all agree they're a great band, but I don't know what you're going on. <laughs> Look, you hit you hit them right in their funny bone, and they just have to laugh for a minute. That's all. <laughs> um, and then we're going to spend a key point for flurry of shells and take two more shots at advantage. <laughs> I want to, Shawnee, at some point, not 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 on stream, obviously, but I want to stack up the um, the gun car, gunslinger, from Mage Hand Press against your uh, Way of the Iron Path monk, and see how they like like see how they are similar or different from each other. That's thirty nine damage with four shots to the Ghost Knight. Mm. Yep. Anything else? Uh, and then he'll just yell for everybody to engage. And that's everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise. You're up with Street on Duck. Um, um, oh wait, how far away am I? I should check that. You are generally 50 feet from at the closest thing. Okay. What's the range on my spell? Infinity. Oh, I'm good. Um, we're going to, um, upcast and twin, uh, Chaos Bolt, because, uh, that worked so nicely last time. Okay. Um, okay. Chaos. Shawnee, um, can you give, uh, the Zervon's vision to the Stream Observer? Yeah, one second. We're going to... The stream server should have vision because it because it's in control of the Zervan. The only we're thing we're going have to target right now is Strida. The Ghost Knight with I don't one... know why it has vision on Strida and not any of the other NPCs because they're all available to all players. Okay. 
Sorry, go on. Uh, that was on the Minotaur skeleton? Uh, one on the Minotaur skeleton and one on the, um, uh... The ghost knight. Ghost knight. It didn't... Oh, wait, it doesn't ask me to what level until I... Yeah. You hit damage, yeah. Uh, the... I was, was that first one aimed at the Minotaur or the ghost knight? Yeah. Minotaur? Okay, that hits. Okay. Another one for the ghost knight, man. Ghost Knight is at advantage because he's stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm guessing it. A range attack at advantage from stun targets? Every, every attack at advantage from stun targets. At all attack rolls. Yep. That's. 18. Stunned is I? dope as shit. Seven yeah. and one. I can choose. Well, you're, you're, you're two D8s. Your two D8s are two and five. Two and five? What? What am I looking at? The, the, first, the first box is the D8, second box is the D6. Oh, and then the top box is extra D6s. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, two and five. I love Chaos Bolt. Let's it, do lightning. It is not roll 20 friendly, though. Right. Um, we're going to we're gonna lightning this Minotaur, and then we're going to uh, advantage on the Ghost Knight. We're going to advantage all over that Ghost Knight. Advantage. Chaos bolt. Uh, I believe it'll still. Yep, it's AC seventeen. You miss. Oh gosh, darn it! Ah, bummer. Um, <clears throat> the prize has two guns, so she points one at each um target, and lightning jumps out of one, and then the other one doesn't do anything, and she just looks at it like, "What? What the heck?" Uh, street is up. Uh, Shrita, who has a movement speed of what again? Not super fast. Is probably going to have to dash in order to get anywhere. Um, she's going to get to here. And she, since we're going up against undead... Is going to pop the aura of life. Hmm. I forgot to put range on radiance. Which uh, is radiance is a 60 foot range. Yeah. So, anybody in. Now the audience can see because Srina moved closer. Uh, I accidentally clicked on his own. Uh, 30 foot radius. Okay. 30 foot radius. <laughs> ah! Hang on, the prime the primary aura, the aura aura number one is is uh is her health is her health bar aura. We'll do this. Oh no, both auras are being consumed. That's right, because the aura thing is is that's the downside of the health bar auras. Okay. Uh I need to add a nope, can't add a third aura. But just draw a circle. Yeah, I can just draw a circle. Or I can just add an extra token here. Hang on. You'll do. Go to the back. Have a 30-foot aura. There. All right. Anybody in that circle has resistance to necrotic damage. Um, and your hit point maximum can't be reduced. And when you start your turn, if you're missing any... Uh, if you're unconscious... You get a hit point back mm-hmm. if you're inside the yard. Mm-hmm. All right, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Right. That's her turn. Mm-hmm. Kendall. Yep. 
All right, Kendall is still just keeping an eye on on uh, 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 on the tracker. Doesn't really just look up; just goes Eldritch Blast, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> so you keeping your eye on the tracker. You see, there is still more stuff incoming. Yes, <laughs> from the same direction or a different yes, direction. From the same direction. Okay. So that's new information to the rest of us, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. we don't know. Hmm. What? Oh, we know now? No. No, she hasn't said anything. Because Kendall hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. I will strategize accordingly. Perfect. Yet. Yet. We'll see. Uh, well, she will move slightly. No, we'll move up there. Um, so so that Till is not in between her and the... and, and, and her target. Um... Because we know how well that works when you cast a cantrip and there is a PC between you and your target. I mean, to be fair, Till is also 20 feet off the ground. So, you know. That but means yes. nothing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Are you I've, been, I've been hitting the shoulder with an allied ray of frost enough times that. <laughs> Ghost Knight? Okay, cool. Yeah. Ghost Knight's uh, still at advantage attacks. Mm. Oh, yeah, you just have advantage on that one. Okay. 26 does hit. And then... One of these, yeah. one of these days, I'm going to start rewriting the descriptions for all my spells to be what it is. looks like specifically for that character. Total of 19. Very nice. Just pew pew! Don't use all of your shit on these guys! Would you like to elaborate on that, Miss Fairchild? Huh? That's my turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a good enough clue, and it's funny. I love yes, that. It my, is. That's it's my... perfect. It's absolutely legit. For anyone watch, anyone watching that might be getting frustrated, remember, we stay in character 100% of the time, and that includes making bad decisions in combat. <laughs> One hundred percent of the time might be a strong declaration. Yeah. There, there is a there is a crackle of lumin of of, of luminous energy through the the being that is just us, and then it sort of fades and comes back up and fades again. Um, perhaps this is the ethereal equivalent of a sigh. <laughs> Skeleton charges up, uh, running forward as it just holds up a pistol, which is going to take the place of the, the skeleton standard shortbow attack. That skeleton uh, has a gun! <laughs> try and shoot just us. Get down, Mr. President! It, it, it does not. <laughs> as it just sort of limply with his pistol in his hand, just sort of fires and the bullet just sort of skitters off of your armor. Punt target number one acquired. Uh, Zombort. 5, 10, 15, 20. Pretty certain zombies only have a 20 movement speed. Yep. It just here, there's a very calm don't. <laughs> Runs up and tries to slam just us. Also misses with a 16. You either. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the Zervon. Alright. Uh, the Zervon runs up this way I have a 
45 foot movement speed. I've got plenty of movement, but just want to make sure. Uh, first bonus action to step on the skeleton as I walk past. 23 hit. That'll hit. Uh, six bludgeoning and, uh, sorry, just six bludgeoning damage total. Because I rolled real bad on that. Yep. Uh, and, yep, we're going to go ahead and punch it since it seems resilient to being stepped on. Well, it, didn't, it didn't die from getting stepped on. So. 27 to hit. Uh, that hits, yes. For nine bludgeoning and nine lightning, two of which arcs over to the zombie. Now it's gone. So just step, swat. It goes, this yeah, around comes over, kicks, and then swats the skeleton across the room. Uh, <laughs> steps up to here. Told and, you not to. And I'm taking the second strike at the ghost knight with the fist. With advantage, because it's still stunned. 26 and 26 to hit. It's Nine bludgeoning and eight lightning. Uh... Two of which arcs to the Minotaur. Yep. <clears throat> oh wait, sorry. Hang on. Our, uh, sorry. Uh, both the zombie and the Minotaur need to take dex- need to make a dexterity saving throw, or take half the lightning damage. So, the zombies is a dexterity saving throw against four lightning damage, and the Minotaur is a dexterity saving throw against. Eight, uh, also four lightning damage. What's the DC wow. on the That's a nimble ass zombie. Hmm. DC uh, 16. Yeah, so they take the same. So, yeah, they, so they both take four lightning damage. Uh, and yeah, the, the Ghost Knight takes. Stunned, not paralyzed, so it doesn't get auto crit, right? Yes. Yeah. So nine bludgeoning, eight lightning. And... No, monks might be broken, but they didn't make him that broken from the jump. And, <laughs> and uh, because of my powerful blow, the uh, I ignore the resistance to bludgeoning damage. So it didn't have it. So oh, also, uh, does does the twenty six exceed the Ghost Knight's AC by five or more? Why? Uh, powerful blow. If it if it exceeds the AC by five or more, it must make a it must exceed a strength saving throw, or be pushed back five feet per damage die and knocked prone. I will say that this thing can't quite be pushed. So. Okay. So, ghost, you know. <laughs> but it can be punched with bullets. Say, if you wanted to push it, you'd have to do the Hulk the clap. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Jasira is up. Uh, yep, and Jasira. Uh, Jasira is going to fly... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. So 10 feet in the air and this far over. Uh, And then she is going to... Uh, Since there are more enemies on the way and we're not sure how many of them there are going to be, uh, she is going to do a, a swarm pistol shot, two of them at the ghost knight. 
advantage. 18 and 18. That's it. For two and four radiant. Yep. Alright. And that's their turn, and I'll be right back because uh, there are children that need a second parent. On the Ghost Knight's turn, uh, something that all of you notice about it. Well, uh, it's relevant. Zervon's AC is 19. Yep. The, uh, the, that sort of green haze of necrotic energy that has existed throughout this ship seems to siphon into the Ghost Knight as at the start of its turn, as it seems to shake off the stunned condition at the start of its turn, and regain a significant amount of hit points. Son of a bitch! Alrighty. As Mm. something clears a condition on it, and also Mm -hmm. restores a number of hit points. Okay. Good to know, good to know, good to know. Cool, 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 cool. Not all of them, but a notable amount. Not all of them. He's still down one. Uh, yes, okay. Uh, the ghost knight will then yeah, okay. Um, the ghost knight's form, as, as the horse sort of rears up, its form sort of discorporates for a second as it seems to teleport uh, and ends up in the air next to Till. Fuck this guy. As you as you are looking around trying to see where it is, you hear the neigh of the horse as you look over your shoulder and the horse is rearing up as his, as his blade is striking down at you. Yo, boy as he makes three attacks yep he's wielding a battle axe so it is still a blade technically but Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a 16 to hit not even a little bit Mm. 10 to hit wow these Mm -hmm. awful rolls wow (laughs) not one of those can't outfly me motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) that was brilliant okay I was like watching uh, somebody who doesn't know how to bargain be like, would you take 16 for it? No. How about 10? You're going <laughs> in the wrong direction. All right. Eight. Final offer. <laughs> Patrick Starr, Ghost Knight. Hmm? <laughs> uh, Three. Minotaur I'm going to step over here. Uh... And stomp over its friend who's in the way and swing at just us. Does the zombie take damage or can they occupy the same space? It, it, it's a size category larger. It's just not being in the way. Okay. Uh, 16 to hit just us. Wow, these guys can't roll for shit. They've been dead for a little while and they're tired. <laughs> I think this my highest roll on a d20 so far has been a 10. Just us just sidesteps it. Except for the saves that they were making. Uh, 
Mistle is back. <laughs> how how does the zombie look? Uh, I mean, it's a zombie. It looks like a zombie. Fair. Does it? I mean, <laughs> has it been injured? I don't recall. I mean, it's definitely been hit. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. So, um, Mistle. And the Minotaur skeleton has not. The Minotaur skeleton's also definitely been hit. Okay. More than the zombie has. Uh, okay. The zombie had half of its face shot off. The problem yeah. is, that's how it died. Right. <laughs> um, all right. I, I, I think Mistle will um, just take a swing at the at staying on on um, Justice's back. We'll take a take a swing at the Minotaur skeleton, and I think gets advantage because they're uh, they're there with just us, correct? Uh, they get sneak attack without advantage because just us is there. However, okay. they can move to flank if they want to. If they want to move over there. Yeah. If they can if they can do it without taking attack of opportunity, they'll they'll move to the far side of the of the yep. miniature skeleton. And, and they can also just flank with the Zervan. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yep, you're absolutely right. All right, and that way they don't they don't have to move. Um, okay, so we'll take that. We'll do that with a short sword then. It has advantage, though that still hits anyway. But yep, a little bit better. Um, so that is eleven points of piercing damage, and that's also that should also be their um, sneak attack. Uh, 24, so uh, 35 points of damage. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, that uh, that skeleton uh, missile flies up to it and just drives her short sword into its skull, and the skeleton falls into a pile of bones. Uh, cool. And we'll flit forward and uh, with with an offhand short sword strike, uh, swing out at the, um, at the zombie. Uh, also with advantage. That'll hit. 26. Five points of piercing from that one. All right. Uh, Xander being Xander and Sen not being here is just going to take a couple of shots at the Ghost Knight. Good man. Um, we'll also come back and land on just us, I didn't say. Yeah. Uh, I'm make two attacks with the Xano one. Hit and hit. Nice. Blam and blam. As a as a pair of high caliber shells explode against the rough surface of the Ghost Knight's steed. Uh, just us. It is your turn. Uh, Craig literally just left. Perfect. Oh, nope, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm in back. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was having a, a, a filament issue just out of camera range. Um, so uh, with with Mistle on his back, then uh, Just Us is going to move uh, out of range of the zombie. So potentially the opening, hopefully just me up to uh, counterattack. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, and we'll circle around. Uh, to the far side of, uh, notably both both Till and the Ghost Knight are in the air, so you're not really flanking from the ground. How far up are they? 
Phil was about 20 feet up. Yeah. So the ghost knight is also 20 feet up? Yep. All right. Uh, in that case, that's my bad. Um, in that case, I think we'll stay there. And uh, Just Us is going to... Uh, just uh, shoot it with a guiding bolt. Um, we'll um, again turn uh, and point. the The blade is still not out of the bolide blade, and we'll just sort of point at it with the the handle, uh, and and say, um, "Everyone, follow the guiding light," and we'll point and try to catch it in a. Uh, yeah, that'll hey, do it. That's a 26. What's that? Uh, I, was, I was assuming Guiding Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I didn't say that. Yes, Guiding Bolt. You did. Uh, on the Ghost Knight, uh, that hits. Or 17 uh, Radiant damage. Ow. 17 Radiant, and uh, the next person to hit it has an advantage. Uh, Minotaur Skeleton is... Uh, Still turned because no one's hit it. Yep. And it, it is wreathed with sort of radiant, glowing light uh, of sun that is sort of as it wafts up in a way, little little tiny glowing bee shapes. It sort of resolves into little bees that go and fade off as they get farther from it. Amazing. All right. So, uh, the next things on initiative count twenty uh, that emerge out of the out of the out of the hallway. First, you see a pair of massive, brutish uh, zombies that look to have, in life, likely been ogres or similar creatures, uh, emerge out of the out of the hold. But filtering behind them are seemingly uncertain wisps that sort of stand out from the rest of the uh, from the rest of the ethereal aura around them that sort of make their presence known by virtue of seeming to condense some of this necrotic energy into a single form. Uh, at the same time, some of you might be a little distracted, but shadows coalesce on the ground near the edge of the hangar and begin to rise out of the ground as creatures that those of you who have been on Nocturna have seen before begin to take form. Oh, these guys! As a pair of void walkers rise out of the shadows in the corners of the uh, of the hangar. I remember these guys. Hey, Shawnee. No thanks. Yes. <laughs> Can you describe them? I haven't heard uh, a description of them before. Yeah. So these creatures that are rising out of the ground appear to be sort of amorphous, vaguely 
human humanoid esque in that they sort of have like these vague definition of a torso and face and a pair of clawed looking arms, but they seem to be made entirely out of darkness. As they sort of rise, there are just these gleaming, burning, hungry eyes as these entities that seem to be made up of the raw energies of Ganungagap just rise from out of nowhere from the from the ground. As the Voidwalkers arrive. Their their shape is almost is indistinct and yet solid all at once, as they seem to be made from nothing. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, as each of the Voidwalkers gets their own turn. I keep being on the wrong layer. <coughs> Well, the ogre zombies and the will of the wisps go uni go uniformly together. Awesome. Down from count twenty. Phil, you're up. Okay. Uh, we're gonna try and finish off this ghost night. Um, point blank shot means I don't take disadvantage for being in melee while shooting. Um, so he's just going to home in on this guy. Two shots to start with. Whoops. Well, a 15 and then a 32. Yes. I'm not at advantage anymore. Uh, the 15 misses, the 32 hits. Okay. So that is nine, uh, ballistic damage. And he's going to use one more key point for two more attacks. 22 for eight and 31 for eight. Uh, so both of those, as you as, the, as those three shots sort of punch through the, the matter that makes up this ghost knight, its form becomes unstable and dissipates. And as it scatters as it is destroyed you see a glint of something shining that was hidden inside of its form that sort of twists in the air can he try and, and reach out and grab it <laughs> your dexterity safe okay use my inspiration okay god damn even worse <laughs> your hand you 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 launch you you lash your hand up to try and grab but it just slips through your fingers as something falls to the ground Okay. Um, let's see. He's going to look around and see these things and yell for Xander to join up with the rest of the group. Um, and that would be his action. And he's just going to try and make a mental note of where that thing dropped, but he's, he's honestly going to probably push... He's going to drop to just make sure he's still within the sphere of Shrita's uh, aura. Um, which would probably put him at about 15 feet above ground at this point. Uh, but that's everything for him on this turn. Since nobody's too, too close to Miss Fairchild. <laughs> when, does, when does Xander go? Uh, he's already gone. Okay. 
Uh, so Till Till yelled to get out of there to Xander. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm, that Void Walker popped up just below him. What have I missed? All right, we've got so, so much. Ghost Knights dead. New creatures. Is it is it in base to base contact with him? Would he take an attack if he fell back? No, he's uh, he's elevated okay. above it. Okay, all right. Have I missed any choices that I've had to make? Nope. No. Okay. Xander uh, went, but he just shot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and when the ghost knight was destroyed, it dropped something shiny that Till tried to catch but failed to. Uh, so, assuming, unless Jack, do you have anything else in your turn? Nope, that's everything for me. Mm. All right, so now the will of the wisps. Uh, oh, void walkers. Yes, so these will the wisps with their 50 foot fly speed 5, 10, 15, 20. Actually, no, going around this way 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. One flies over to Kendall as an immediate source of life. One flies over to Till. And Any one flies over to just us. For me? No, they're, too, they're, they're small enough they don't have to get anywhere near you. Okay. The ogres, however, different story. Uh, as Kendall, one tries to shock you with an eight, probably misses you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one tries to shock Till with a 16, misses Till. One tries to shock uh, and misses, absolutely misses. Uh, Those are public. Ends their turn. That matters. Surprise. Miss Frida. Um, so, first thing surprises going to do is move away from this uh, spook them. Um, five, ten, and move away closer to safety. Um, and call out, uh, Kendall, are there more? I said that. Still? Oh, now I, I don't know. It hasn't been my turn yet. I haven't looked. Uh, you absolutely did not. Uh, Shut yes. up, I did. Uh, yes, there are indeed still more. Okay. In fact, the flow doesn't seem to be slowing down, which seems to be the problem. Um, in that case, I'm going to drop a, um, thickening radiance, uh, right in that right in the doorway. Um, that's a con save. Yes. Zombies for can now, make con saves, For, for right? now, the ogres will make those. Yeah, the ogres are the only one in it right now, and maybe a little bit of the Zervon. You can, you can, you can just throw it further back in the hall to only catch okay. the ogres and such. Well, that's good anyway, because that's where the zombies are. Co- that's where the problem is coming from, and the goal is to slow down the problem. Uh, um, so 21 and a 17 from the two zombies. 
Oh, what's my DC? Oh, jeez. Where's my DC? I, I definitely know what my uh, spell save DC is. I definitely know what that is. I'm going to assume they both passed based it, on... Yeah, but I'd like to know anyway. It's, it's uh, proficiency plus... 10 eight plus, plus eight plus eight plus your proficiency eight plus your plus your proficiency plus your spellcasting. Okay. Yeah. No. They they both passed. Um. But now oh, I know what my charisma, which thing is. Make it DC sixteen, I believe. Um. Uh. What happens on a fail? I mean, on a pass? Anything? I believe they'll take half damage of whatever sickening radiance does. Nope. Doesn't look like it. Let's see. Look. It does a lot of damage if they fail, but it does not do anything if they succeed. However, it stays over time. It okay, can stay yeah. up for, yeah, yeah. for up to 10 minutes, and it applies to yeah. everybody in there, so I when, think it's... When a creature moves into the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, that creature must succeed a constitution saving throw or take 40, 10 radiant damage, suffer one level of exhaustion, and emit a dim greenish light in the five-foot radius. This light makes it impossible for the creature to benefit from being invisible. The light and any levels of exhaustion caused by the spell go away when the spell ends. It's a concentration spell. It lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys! If there's this many, um... Do we want to consider going around the outside again? I mean... This, with that. This is... Uh, are you moving anywhere? Or is That's that my turn. turn. Yeah. Street up. <clears throat> okay. Street is going to move to... here. Can you move the Ara? Hmm. Yes. One second. <clears throat> and she's going to attack twice with War Soul. Oh, whoops. Still not an advantage. God damn it. <clears throat> oh, you are advantage. You're blanking. Unless you're attacking the Will of the Wisp. Uh, no, actually, she was attacking the zombie first. <clears throat> um, okay. So uh, 15 hits for 12 slashing for Radiant. Because that radiant damage was there. It doesn't get to even try and survive it, so it goes away. And then whips around and takes a shot at the Will-O-Wisp to try and draw its attention. 27. That hits. Cool. For 13 slashing, 4 radiant against the Will-O-Wisp. Uh, the Will-O-Wisp is flushing, piercing, slashing, and the morsel is definitely magical. Uh... And it's not resistant or anything about radiant cool. So takes that full seventeen. Okay. <clears throat> and I think that's everything for her. Um That's the full works for what she's got. Mm. Right. Uh, which void walker is it? It's this one. Uh, who is just going to fly up towards Xander and try and swipe at him? 
one bite, one claw. 18 and 21. I'm pretty both certain hit. both those hit. Yeah, both uh, for four piercing and four necrotic, and ten slashing and three necrotic. Ow. Both of the ogre zombies go and are going to pick fight with uh, the Zervan. One natural one misses. Ten misses. Wow. God. Dice. Kendall, you're up. All right. You probably also saw the shiny thing that dropped from the ghost knight. As it I did. I did. Um... But while that is important, priorities have now shifted. Um, oh, God. I am going to... Eh. I can do both. Uh, I am going to Misty Step here. Okay. Pick the thing up. So you look down. And as you look on the ground, you see that the thing that had fallen out of the, the, the shape of the ghost knight appears to be some form of ring. Okay. And you pick it up. Hold on. Oh, one of the nine rings forged for human kings. He's not human. It was a ghost okay. knight. Um, I will not just instinctively put it on. Okay. Um, you, you you pick it up, um, and immediately you feel the rush of the necrotic energy that is in this vicinity begin to swirl around and try to swirl into you via the ring. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Real good. I'm so good with those. Natural 20 you are. <laughs> All right. So you immediately, as you as you sort of hold this ring, you feel the energy sort of trying to enter you and subsume you, essentially. And as you as you force yourself through it and sort of hold on to it, uh, you gain a sense of what is happening and what is going on with this ring in particular. And you feel okay. through this ring a connection to the undead that are swarming towards you on this ship and you're you're not certain exactly what you can do with this ring but you are I fairly put it certain on. Yep. <laughs> you immediately attune uh, to the ring of the undead dope uh, immediately you are no longer considered hostile to any of the undead in this area. Cool. Uh, additionally, you can issue commands to them. Okay. You still have the rest of your turn if you want to issue a command. Um... To like kill everybody, like... okay? No, no, no. I feel like 
In proper Kindle fashion, the intent meaning go away. Fuck off. I mean, it's your your intent carries through the ring. Um, so, as you just sort of shout that at these undead, every single one of them just stops the hostility and turns and starts leaving. Just us? Spins and looks at Kendall. Uh, how does Kendall look right now? Uh, so with the with the ring on Kendall's hands, not that Kendall can fully can fully be cognizant of this fact right now. Uh, several of Kendall's veins are sort of glowing, this sort of unholy green, and so are her eyes. Uh, as as she is wearing this ring and has issued the command for the undead within the ship to fuck off. All all I heard you say is looks hot. <laughs> how um that's a disney villain that's a disney villain obvious... yeah what do i need to roll to know if just us noticed the business with the ring or is it just turning and suddenly seeing kendall commanding undead uh roll perception at this particular moment i'm not sure which would be worse for kendall <laughs> which assumption you definitely saw the shining of the ring as it fell and saw Kendall reach down and pick it up. Kendall Fairchild, that is dangerous. Take it off and put it down. No. Question? The, um, the, the Voidwalkers were among the undead that fucked off? Uh, the, the Voidwalkers... So the Voidwalkers did fuck off. They did not seem to fuck off by the order. Okay. They seem to uh, have seen what happened and made their own judgments. Surprise! <laughs> We're paying... losing. We're losing. Run away. Surprise is not paying much attention to Kendall right now. They're just staring at where the and, and, and yeah, like like where where the rest of the undead walked back out of the hall. The Voidwalkers looked at Kendall. And just sank into the ground. Surprise is staring at their last known location. All right, everyone, stop moving for a minute, please. Till lands next to Kendall and just gives her a once over. I got a 19 on an insight. Did that no seem like standard sort of? Kendall, fuck you, I'm not gonna do you're like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, um, or is this, uh does that seem odd for Kendall? Uh so I'm gonna really quickly privately make a roll for Kendall Okay I mean, not knowing what's going on here, that answer would be yes and no Okay. Like, it's not just an instinctual no. But I did not make it assuming I was under any influence. Okay. I'm just... Yeah, I'm, so, I, I, sorry, go ahead. You're familiar with cursed items. Um, and absolutely what Kendall just said absolutely just sounds like Kendall. 
Okay. Uh, that absolutely just sounds like Kendall being like, no, fuck off. Uh, however... No, it doesn't. I just said the exact opposite of that. Oh, sorry, sorry. But, it's not just a standard, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. Oh, uh, yes. But Kendall's was not a cursed, I'm not yeah, right. Kendall, Kendall's response was not necessarily driven by any outside influence. Yes. Um, however, you are familiar with the idea of cursed objects preventing their wielder from wanting to be rid of them. Right. Uh, there is a moment, and then the blade recedes back into the handle. Yep. Till lands next to Kendall and literally just puts up a hand sort of towards the rest of the group and tries to catch her eye line. Mm-hmm. Is she willing to make eye contact with it? Yes, absolutely. What do you think he gets on a 27? Uh, I or what it's worth, he doesn't look suspicious. Confident. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to get assassinated when you control an undead horde. It's a matter of feeling confident justified in that moment and definitely a sense of I'm not, it's not you're not the boss of me it's more of a you don't think I can handle this eat me mm-hmm. okay so the Zervon sort of assumes a defensive position and then Coltarn drops out of it before anyone starts hostilities again with ourselves, I just want to point out that what Miss what Kendall just did drove the horde away. That's a good thing. Thank you. Uh, I walk over. Uh, I am, however, going to uh, sort of look at Kendall, take a picture. You walk over, punch me in the face, <laughs> and take wham. Uh, no, uh, take a picture with my uh, with my cybernetic eye, and then transfer that to a data pad. Uh, however, Kindle, you will, f I feel like you will understand, and I hold the picture up so that you can see what we're seeing, why there's some concern. That's hot. It certainly could be, yes, but also slightly terrifying. I mean, that's, a, that's absolutely fair. I'm fine. Can you, take, can, can you take it off? Not will, can. I'll try. Uh, the ring does not come off. <laughs> no. Kendall Fairchild, we have experience with your capabilities. You have overcome us when we were bees. We do not doubt your capability, but some forces are grander than any of us. Will you accept help? And they put the the handle of the blade to their um, uh, to their hip. They don't they don't really have a belt, but there's a hip attachment for the for the hilt, mm -hmm. um, or rather, sort of upper upper outer thigh. It kind of clips on, and they hold out their hands towards you. And it's not it's still that weird fluid motion that just kind of locks into straight outstretched right. arms, but palms out, fingers down. And they just stand there. Will you accept 
help with this? Look, Justice, I appreciate that. Um, my family deal has dealt with cursed stuff all the time. I knew what I was putting on. It felt bad. I'm okay with that. Will I accept help? Absolutely. From you, no, I don't trust you. You do not need to trust us. We can break the curse and allow you to keep the item and use your own judgment in concert and discussion with those who accompany you. We would simply need to, without you removing it, place one of our hands upon the ring. It can still be on your finger. We are not ignorant of the fact that we have made you uncomfortable. That is a discussion that we can have. But we will remind you that even when we were bees, we have never acted towards you with violence. You have acted towards us with the same. We merely cautioned you against undertaking that same action. We are unarmed. We will place our blade into Mistel's care if you would be more comfortable. That's a whole lot of talking without saying exactly what you're going to do. We would like to place one of our fingers and they will move. They've been standing unmoving. They put their left arm down and take their right arm and extend a finger up, not pointing at you, extending straight right. up like a I can't do it, but it's like a very disconcerting, yeah. in direct right, right, right angle to the arm. Um, place one finger upon the ring and disrupt the power of the curse thereupon. We will burn away its evil, leaving the power of the ring, but removing its ability to compel you to continue to bear it if you do not wish to do so. Are you certain you can do so without ruining the, what this can do? Uh, Are you all 100% certain? May I make an arcana check? To... Yeah, you, you can roll arcana. We are 100% certain. <laughs> <laughs> With a natural 20 on arcana. Um, you know that this item is almost certainly cursed. And you know that until you identify it to really figure out what all of its facets are, there are a number of possible outcomes to casting a remove curse upon it. It could, as you say, just let Kendall take it off and let her do whatever she wants with it. It could uh, do nothing if the curse is particularly powerful. It could have a very specific condition for undoing the curse. It could um, completely destroy the item. Uh, which you are slightly concerned about the potential odds of the Horde coming back if the item is destroyed and the thing that is controlling them is gone. Um, it could theoretically let her unattune and take the item off, but still be cursed, and thus the next time anyone else puts it on, uh, spread the same curse to them. There are a few possible outcomes with this. You wouldn't really know for certain until you took the time to identify the ring. Okay. Um, then, then Justice will say, 
No, we are not certain. If we have the opportunity, and I would suggest to all of us to do so, if anyone is able to identify the magic and the threading of art placed upon this ring, then we may be more certain. But we will not mislead you in an attempt to accomplish our own gains. Would you, let, right. me, would you let me identify it, Kendall? Yeah, absolutely. So, take Kendall's hand, and in, in almost like a like a like a, I'm putting a ring on your like a, like a proposal motion almost, um, and just like hold the finger. Um, I'm not I'm not going to marry you, uh, and but like hold the finger out. No, you're so not. That he can get a good clear look at it. Uh, and then the eye, uh, the cybernetic eye, just like begins scanning it uh, as I take a minute to cast identify. We are not that kind of cleric. As with the talk of you know that sort of topic, uh, with a twenty-three, what's Xander's emotional reaction to that? Mm. Xander is uh, limping forward, injured. I think. I was about to say Xander. Xander is currently a injured and b uh, hearing talk about identifying magic items. Okay. <laughs> Like, us, could you please tend to Xander's wounds? He is in injured work mode. Yes, of course. Xander, come. And Xander will just walk over and like cool. feel, uh, thanks. Feel the cleansing burn of the light of the sun. Can we talk uh, about the whole burn thing? <laughs> again, we do not wish to mislead our companions. <laughs> uh, many caregivers lie to those who receive help and say this will not hurt or this will only hurt a little this will hurt very much but only for a moment um and we will cast how badly hurt is he can i make uh, him he is below half okay uh which is yeah, how much 18 of 52 oh okay all right so so pretty by ed um i'm gonna hit him with a second level him very fucked <laughs> Bad. No, he's he's super bad. I'm gonna hit him. Just start punching him over and over again. No, I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, hit I'm, him. Gonna, use, I'm gonna use the second level uh, cure wounds. Having had time to play with it in Five E, I'm gonna start running more of my Five E games using the spell point system because I honestly just like it better than fancy and magic. Fair. Actually, I don't have cure wounds prepared. I'm gonna use a, a third level um, um, healing word. Healing word. Yeah. Uh -huh. I see bees is still there. <laughs> no, I mean that's very much it's very much like a combat choice. It's just they're 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 very much a combat player. Um, so thirteen. Good. That puts him at thirty-one. That's over half. So, um, we will also give him some money. Yeah, he'll take a couple of bites. Uh. <laughs> Two. Uh, so, uh, Coltarn, you take time to identify the ring. Uh, you identify it as the Ring of the Undead, which is a fancy way of saying uh, a dead man switch. Uh, the, the Ring of the Undead is a cursed magic item. Uh, that is intended to, for a variety of purposes, as you sort of examine it. Actually, just roll me Arcana, just to see what you know of this item's history as you yeah, identify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may I may I guide, or am I still healing? 
Uh, you can guide on this, yeah. Okay. I'll actually twenty nine guide again. Never mind. I mean, Good. if you help, it's almost an A. I could be a natural twenty, but twenty nine. Hey, roll again. See if see if it can be higher. Turn off guidance because I already rolled it. 30. It was not higher. <laughs> cool. 29. 20, 20, yeah, 29. 20, 28 is a 19, so 29 with the plus one. So in your Arcano military studies, which was your studies of the, the applications of magic within the realms of warfare, yep. um, rings of the undead uh, are popularly used by necromancers and those who wield the undead in combat, particularly the necros pirates, as a form of dead man's switch. Uh, they are attached to a source of necromantic energy, uh, magically tethered to them. If the ring or the bearer uh, of the ring, so while while within the radius of the of the necromantic tether, the bearer of the ring is empowered to command the undead that are bound to that necromantic supply, uh, which basically gives them command over a force of undead. It's very useful for necromantic commanders to lead undead forces in battle. If the ring or the bearer leave the radius of the undead of, of the necromantic source that is powering it, uh, radius depending on the strength of the source, uh, they absorb all of that energy uh, and then unleash it in what is in common terms called a necroquake. Uh, the uh, the the resultant effect usually leaves an entire swath of area zombified and ready for pickup by whoever handled the uh, who whoever arranged the dead man switch. Uh, the curse prevents it from being taken off, just to try and help ensure that if it is needed to be done, it will be done. Uh, uh, and also. Uh, over time, usually once a day, if someone keeps wielding it and just doesn't get away, uh, attempts to turn the wielder into an undead. If they're not already. So, removing this from Kindle would cause a necroquake? Uh, no. Not removing it from Kindle, removing it from the radius of the of whatever the reactor on the ship is. So if it's yeah, on yeah. Kendall when we leave... Goes off. Yeah, right, it goes off. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zombie good bomb. to have in the moment. Bad to have if when we're leaving. Question: um, How so? How I'm uh, I'm I'm sure I've asked this before, but how closely associated is the void with undeath? Uh, the the undead are more than most capable of wielding the energies of the void because they are already something other than living, which means there is less of them for the void to eat in general. They are more easily attuned to the energies of the void. Okay. However, uh, the void is something else. It is raw nothingness. Mm. It is not necromancy, and necromancy is not it. Gotcha. Uh, the reason I ask is, would I be able to, in order to prevent this thing from being a from from continuing to be used by anything on board the ship, but also be from causing a necroquake if it leaves, would I be able to swap the necromantic energy that it's feeding off of from the reactor of the ship to my innate void powers? 
Uh, probably not. Probably those not. are those are two very different sources of energy. That's what I wanted. That's why I wanted to check. Um, all right. So we do need to get this off of you, Kendo, because it will kill you. Um, this is a Ring of the Undeath. It's basically a. It's a security measure. If it leaves the source of necrotic energy that it is attuned to, it will cause a necroquake, an explosion of necromantic energies of the sort that it's been absorbing this entire time while it's been around the reactor. Mm -hmm. uh, it, in doing so, it will cause a lot of problems. Those things are not good. Um, additionally, while it's on your finger... While you're under its curse, it will not—you will not be able to remove it, and it will be trying to turn you into an undead. Okay. It controls all the undead in the area of the energy source that it is related to. Mm. Uh, so while it is here, it would be able to stop the undead from attacking us or them to do whatever, whatever they fall under the commands of. But also, it will be continually trying to kill you. So. Good, okay. good in the moment, not long term. Yeah, so keep it on for now. And I'll be that head undead, bitch. Would depend on the half-life of how often and how, how, how often quickly it? it can turn you About into... once a day. Uh, roughly once a day it'll try. It's Has fine. it already tried already? I don't know. Uh, uh, Kendall, uh, you're pretty that's, certain that's what yeah. happened when you held the ring. Yeah, it yeah. did. It did. I'm fine. Oh. All right. Okay. So, and, like I said, uh, I know. Question. I know cursed items. Oh, this is fine. I'm willing. To, I am. I am fine taking this risk, so that we don't have to deal with the ugly. If I could offer an alternative, I understand. one follow-up question before we get into alternatives. Yeah. Coltarn, was your analysis able to indicate? If we can dissipate the necrotic nexus, assuming the reactor on this ship, what does that do to the potential of necroquake? That also causes a necroquake, right? Well, if you can dissipate it safely, then the ring just loses its oh, power. Yeah. Uh, just... However, dissipating a necrotic reactor safely is an arduous and uh, yeah, right, right, right. dangerous mm. task. If we mm. dissipate it safely, then the ring would be no. The, the ring would lose its All power. Right. I understand that's probably outside our capabilities at the moment. Just wanted to check. Anyway, yes. alternatives, please. Yes, go right ahead. And this is mostly out of concern for our dear friend Till. If something were to go wrong in the period of time that we are on the ship while you're wearing that ring, there would be an immediate and direct retaliation. Am I understanding that correctly? You're talking about my dad. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so... Look, is my dad is my dad tolerant a tolerant guy? No, he'd want answers first, and that might not be the most fun thing in the world. But he's not going to kill anybody until he gets answers. And honestly, I feel like if the situation were explained. Like, there's only so much he can protect me from. And if I'm like, no, I'm wearing this ring. You can't take it off me now. You literally can't. 
I think doing your best at this point is fine. Understanding that, yes, I want to take this off before we go because I don't like being undead. Yeah. It's not fun. It's gross. You putrefy and shit. Yes, not very not good, yes. My proposal was just an alternate bearer, since your death comes with a lot of surprise caveats. Here's where I'm going to counter. So we're not going to be here more than a day, right? Probably. Hopefully not. I've already survived. We try and get it on someone else, they're going to have to try and survive. That is an entirely fair argument. All right. So before, before we leave, do I know the rough radius that the ring is safe in? Uh, you have no idea. It depends yeah. on the it depends on the source. You would probably assume within the confines of the ship. Yeah. Uh, you would not want to test how far out from the ship she can go before right. that goes off. So before we leave the ship in any capacity, just to be safe, because I'm not quite sure on the radius, we'll need to take that off you. But until oh, then, and we'll to answer the remove curse question, because this is a thing oh, yeah. you would also know with that natural with yeah, that yeah. almost natural twenty. Remove curse and is identify, but you know. uh, uh, and the identify. Remove curse is a toss up. Normally, yes, it just allow it just allows the bearer to take the ring off. There is a percentage chance that will be rolled when remove curse is attempted that it severs the ring's connection and causes the necroquake prematurely. Mm -hmm. Do I know what that would identify? I've told me that percentage. About a ten percent chance. All right. Also, it's good odds. Bringing it up now, actually, because it is relevant. Um, cast removing the curse magically is not a guarantee. I mean, it's a guaranteed success at removing the ring, uh, but there's about a ten percent chance that it will trigger the trap, basically, uh, early. So, fair enough. We don't want to remove it more than once. Right. You're muted, Craig. Uh, I, I was just going to say, remind me out of character. A necroquake is is a bad thing, even if we're all not on the ship. Correct. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean that that has that that's not just oops the ship blew up. That's like how many of you how many of you played Doom Three? It's been a while, but yeah. Remember the opening of the, you remember, three. You remember the opening of the Hellgate and how it turned the entire facility into zombies? Okay, yeah, so, but, well, okay. That. What if there's what, nobody what on radius? the ship? Uh, that's a, already th pretty that, that depends on how potent the necromantic reactor is. Okay, so this could be a Gilgamesh station. It, it could it could be just the radius of the ship. It could be to the edge of the station. It could be to the station and beyond. Till. It depends on how powerful that reactor is. Damn it, Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Till, while we're, while we're exploring the ship, now that we're slightly safer, although... I don't know if all the undead on the ship were affected by the ring. Um, could you st search your memories of being a shipwright for any way that we can power down, depower, deactivate a necromantic reactor? Sure. I'll, I'll go through my own notes and see if I'll, we can come I'll... to a conclusion on this. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'd like one of us to roll with advantage some sort of check <laughs> to see if we can figure out how to depower this reactor. Yeah, Till do like a cursory kind of examination, see what he thinks the cross-section of this is, and assuming that this is some sort of intelligence check, help the Coltarn. 
<laughs> Look, y'all are gonna love my path as the extra barbarian. All right, Coltarn, roll me a technology check with advantage. Also, guidance if some of the the physical bees will settle on the on Coltarn's shoulder and just go. Come on, you can do this. Another twenty nine. <laughs> so with a twenty nine, um. Theoretically. Uh, Love a good solution that starts with that word. Right? (laughs) Best kind. So there is a a potential method. You don't have the resources to partition out the necromantic energy or siphon it off on a large enough scale to really impact the damage a necroquake here could cause. Theoretically, definitely calling Kendall's dad. Got it. <laughs> uh, if you could, you could theoretically perform what is called a. Uh, it's called an Emir's Gambit, uh, which is to dump the potentially offensive or explosive device into Ganunga Gap before it goes off. Because typically, Ganunga Gap, being the void and the and, and the plane of emptiness, will consume whatever the explosion was uh, and not let it get out. Here's a wild thought that I don't think we're going to be able to do because I don't think anybody even has this spell. But, um... Plane shift the reason. Any... <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, does anybody have the ability... To awaken the 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 uh, the 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 core. Then it's a creature, and I can banish it to another place. Um, actually, (laughs) great idea. Um, Shawnee. Now you're thinking with portals. (laughs) Would I be able if if the engines are enough intact? Would I be able to utilizing if we were able to like pull apart the uh, the um, Kanunga Gap drive or whatever the, the Stardust Drive engine like the like the warp portion of yeah the, the actual the actual jump drive the jump drive itself could I power uh, could I uh, 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 sort of retrofit a uh, basically a one use planner gate um, using a using the jump drive and my connection to the void as a power source to shunt something, or a part of something at least, into Ganunga Gap. Theoretically, that would that is a that is definitely a thing that can be attempted. If the if the jump drive on this ship is enough intact and you can essentially hotwire it to the reactor like, itself. I'm thinking between Till Xander and myself, maybe we've got a chance of doing that. So yeah, so yeah. so the only thing I can think of and it's a very long shot. Uh, potentially, between Till, myself, and Xander, we could retrofit the jump drive of the ship to the undead reactor core, use my connection to Ganunga Gap as a power source, and phase shift it into Ganunga Gap. So we're opening a modified reduced 
scope jump gate inside the ship in order to localize localize to the react to the necrotic reactor in order to just drop it through a hole into another dimension and effectively yank the grenade while leaving the pin behind yes which would cut off the ring from the power source prevent the necrotic quake and solve a lot of problems at once the risks are many uh, and catastrophic, but... It's uh, dramatic, <laughs> it's adventurous, it sounds like the sort of thing that the Core Adventurers Guild would tell stories about and build their reputation on for some time. Alternatively, we also have the option that we... Justice casts a spell and we just walk away. I mean... Once we're done here. That's, that's my question, is play... Let's, like, play the odds here. What are the odds that your thing works? Roughly. Because we've got a 10% chance that just us's spell Fuck makes right. yeah, everything yeah, yeah. go horrific. I'm not I'm not suggesting this is the plan we go with. I'm just that's the only thing I could come up with. It's than... it's a it's a reasonable plan, especially if it has a better chance of success than 10% failure. I feel like, like if that, I feel like if there's not a better a, a better success chance than 10% failure. Sean, okay. correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like <laughs> it's not a better than 10% chance of success. So here here's the trade-off. Um the 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 10% chance on uh, remove curse on the ring is a binary flip. Right. Either the ring comes off easily or Necroquake happens. There is more range of failure that is not catastrophic in the plan of try and try and Emir's gambit on the on the reactor. But there the, is but there the is catastroph- it just doesn't work and we have to try and we have yeah. to try the ring thing anyway. There is uh it's not strong enough and we just and it, and it just fails to go through there is we let void things in in place of the reactor there is a number of things that could go wrong that are less catastrophic than necroquake and a much smaller chance of as catastrophic as necroquake or worse happening and most of the things that would be failure on the gambits leave just the option of the, of still the, on the yeah, table. Leave, leave the option of remove curse on the table. So, yes. Okay. So yeah, it's it's not that it's a it's not that it's a better or worse chance. It's that it's a different chance because it could do nothing. It could do less than nothing. It could tear a hole in space time and swallow Gilgamesh Station in Gugunungagap. Uh I don't like that. But that one's probably like a less than one percent chance. All right. Well, that's good at least. <laughs> Well, I'll put it up to everybody, and Miss Fairchild in particular, the person who has this on her finger. What do we think? The prize has been paying no attention. <laughs> Just sort of staring off at where those voidwalkers went yep. the entire time? Yep. Focused. Okay. Uh, it's one abstention from surprise, apparently. Uh, surprise. Oh. What? We're, we're voting on a plan of action. Oh, uh, four. That's not an option. One no, or no, two. Four, four as in approval. Oh, four as in approval. As in four versus against. Yeah. All right. Just with no context. Right. Yeah. No. Till's willing to take that at face value, though. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Okay. <laughs> Justus isn't. Um... Right. <laughs> Justus says. That should not count. An informed vote should not be considered. To that point, we should not roll dice with other lives. 
if we are to make this decision, we should take into account at least the input of representatives of Gilgamesh Station. Well, here's the thing, uh, just us. We're rolling dice. Uh, we're rolling dice with our lives, no matter which choice we make. Yes, but we should allow them input. It should not rest solely on us. Their input is probably going to be kill Kendall. I mean, we can at least take that under advisement and not do that if that's what they decide to go for. Because that is that is absolutely no offense, Kendall. That is the least consequential action. Or that is the least potential consequential result. Other than well, nothing happens because we successfully got none taken. Us. Well, couldn't we just kill her and put her in a different body? That's not I love how the ethereal. That's, <laughs> that's not how non-ethereals work. Surprise. Why not? Because we are unfortunately lesser beings. That's more to the point. If you kill me, whether you can put me in another body or not, my dad will definitely show up, and that'll be much harder to explain oh, than yes, we let. We couldn't stop her from putting the curse ring on, and then she blew up. I'm not saying that Kendall. that is the solution at all. I'm just <laughs> running the numbers. Uh-huh. We understand that you do not trust us, and we understand that this suggestion likely will not help with that. But please oh, understand dear. we are being forthright in this. Is your death something that immediately alerts your father, or would we be able to kill you briefly, remove the ring, and then restore your soul to your body? Say nobody! Also, uh, Shani, am I remembering correctly that killing the owner, the bearer of the ring also triggers an Necroquake? Uh... If they die, yes. Also, uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt your answer, Kendall. If we kill Kendall, a necroquake happens anyways. So also, there's that. What if we knock them unconscious? Then the that ring doesn't get the ring off. off. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay. So it's not just that they it it, it it physically can't be removed unless the curse is off. It's not that yeah. they oppose it. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, so okay. the, 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 the trick the trick here being if the bearer expires without turning into an undead, uh or if the ring leaves the radius of however far from the from the necromantic source. Yeah. Boom. The boom. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I I think Justice would have asked the first question, but I think Justice would have known better than Craig to ask the second question about unconsciousness. So the first question about killing Kendall still stands. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, with the response received, but I don't. I, I realistically don't think so, uh, just us would have then suggested the unconsciousness. I, I absolutely appreciate the desire to work with the station and get their input, but literally nothing that we choose to do will have a dramatic difference on the percentile chance that everyone on Gilgamesh Station dies. We disagree with you wholeheartedly. We could give them the ability to evacuate. They well, need to be warned. Not... They need to be warned so that they can make their own decisions. I agree that we should get an update. Let's contact Amelia, Ivern, and Darius and let them know what sort of situation we have here. We don't necessarily have to give them all the details on the intricate mechanics thereof but let them know that there is the potential for a Necroquake countdown here. We are working to 
mitigate the risk to the greatest extent possible and let them know, give them the option to, as the people who hired us for this job, let them inform the authorities on Gilgamesh as they see fit. Are we confident that they will do so? I mean, they hired us for the job. I was going to say, Johnny, based on... Till's honestly probably had the most interactions with these people. Uh, Roll me an insight check. Okay. May may I do the same for just us? Sure, you'd be a disadvantage, though. That's fair. God damn it. Mm. 19 and 19, baby. Hey, there you go. Well, uh, we pay just attention. Us. Trust us. Uh, you don't know those three well enough to like properly identify what they'll respond with. You get the idea um, just based on your understanding of who Ivern is that he may have further insights, if nothing else, being theoretically an experienced necromancer. Uh, and with a 12 from Till, I mean, if they follow basic protocols, they would at least warn people and get them out of a potential blast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be standard protocols for an operational capacity being permitted on a station like this. Yes, you're required to make sure that evac alarms are listed in situations like this. We must insist on being present during this discussion. We can call them on comms right now, or if you want to... Comms would be sufficient. All right. Uh, Yeah, Till will try and ring up uh, Ivern and and Amelia. While you do that, uh, Kendall, do you want to come with me and and Xander so we can check on what we're working here with since you're in charge of the undead? Uh-huh. Sounds good. Uh, and Till's, Till's brief for our patrons is basically there's a potential countdown to a necroquake powered by the reactor here. Uh, we might be able to jury-rig a Ganunga Gap drop Amir's Gambit for it. Uh... Or we can do a quick and dirty magical solution to try and disarm the trigger at, that has about a 90% chance uh, success rate, 10% chance everything goes kaboom. So you you, you contact them over comms and right. provide that report. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if Ivern raises any questions, I don't he won't mind being like, it's a ring of the undead. <laughs> yeah, so Ivern, having gathered all the information... Uh, says over the comms to Amelia. Amelia, see about uh, dispersing everyone that is available to the back half of Gilgamesh Station, judging by the reactor sensors that I'm getting. The blast radius would cover the majority of the station, but not the entirety of it. Uh, Cover as much evacuation as you can. I will be keeping watch and will intervene if absolutely necessary for something on my end if I can do anything about this if it comes to the worst I will trust in each of you to uh, do your best to resolve this without the 
level of intervention that I would be required to perform. How long will it take? This is the first that Justus has said. Justus has just been standing stock still listening, but we'll interject at this point. How long will it take you to evacuate everyone on Gilgamesh Station to a minimum safe distance? Uh, for the individuals that are on this side of the station, the station is quite well is well suited to being attacked and being in danger. Once alarms and and evacuation alerts are given, they should be in motion within minutes and fully outside the blast radius within an hour or two. It'll take longer than that for us to jury rig a, a, a fucking single point plane shift device. <laughs> Till Wayland, that is acceptable to us, provided we give them that amount of time. Actually, can I make an insight check just to make sure that this guy isn't just bullshitting us? On the insight. I, I understand that he's not in range of zone of truth, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, only a nine. You can't fucking tell over comms. Till Wayland, is this man's tale full of truth or lies? 18. This man sounds like has the confidence of an expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ivern is an expert in his field mm -hmm. and has absolutely no vested interest in our failure in this situation. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to give you at least that amount of time. Whatever jury rig solution we come up with is going to take at least several hours to enact, I am certain. Mm -hmm. We will keep you updated as the situation progresses, and we appreciate your monitoring and uh, putting yourself out there as the last resort should things go absolutely horrifically. I hope it doesn't come to that, but good fortune. Dust nights out. Mm -hmm. After after Till cuts the connection, we're off on our own, right? Just the two of us. Mm -hmm. Till Wayland, we would have a moment of your time further. Speak your mind. Kendall Fairchild does not trust us. Yeah. In the event of strike that. Sorry. Uh, in the event that we are required to remove the curse, we feel it would be best if the rest of the Dust Knights are removed from the ship. But that would place nearly Kendall Fairchild and us behind, and we have concerns that they would agree to stay alone with us. We do not wish them harm, but we would wish to mitigate harm to all of you. We would ask you to help Kendall Fairchild listen to us, and perhaps this suggestion would be better received coming from you than from us. Any suggestion to make, I believe Kendall would be willing to agree with, because in the event that we have to roll the dice and see if it comes up a 1 or a 10, I'm very much in a similar frame of mind to yours. It'll be Kendall and you and me. 
we understand that the parts of us that are informed by the us that was Xerathrax are somewhat difficult to like. And as part of that, we find ourselves unconcerned with whether or not people like us. But Fair enough. the parts of us that were Xerathrax also understand that for us to be an effective force working together as a group as the Dust Knights, there needs at least to be trust. We would ask you for your assistance and your advice into how this can be restored with Kendall Fairchild. Honestly, personally, especially if you comb back through Bees' memories, I think it's going to just take time. We have learned... Miss Fairchild had a difficult relationship with Bees at the outset as well. And eventually acclimated to understand that their behavior had a level of consistency to it. And while it might not have been completely rational by her analysis, the lack of intent of harm or violence was eventually established in Miss Fairchild's mind to a level of confidence. I presume... There is a similar, based on discussions that I've had with her, situation now. You are an unknown factor. And for someone from her background, as I understand it, that is inherently distrustful. Once your factor becomes less unknown, I wouldn't be surprised if she establishes that level of comfort. But at this point, I would say continue as you have been. Exercise a level of empathy, understanding where she's coming from, whether it's rationally justified in your mind or not. And as long as nobody does anything shitty on either side, it will work its way out. Muddied water clears in time. We will remind you that past aggression between the version of ourselves that was bees and Kendall Fairchild is not originated by the version of ourselves that was bees. That's true. You seem pretty capable, though. We are. We have. We do not have any fear. As you have all seen, death to us is merely a matter of inconvenience for a day's time. At the following sunrise, we rise again, as, the, as, as does the sun. But we do not wish to have to employ violence against those supposed to be our allies. Indeed. Um, we will not hesitate to do so if it is necessary. Yes. And you operate on a level of sapience that bees had not accessed yet at the time of that confrontation with Kendall. And when Miss Fairchild enacted said violence, it was in response to overt behaviors from the individual known as bees. Ethicists could argue whether it was a disproportionate response or not, but I feel you are of a mind where you can look at a situation and say, 
of the choices of behavior before me, I can pick one that is not antagonistic. <laughs> there is a moment of silence, and then just us says, Till Wayland, if you were aware of ethicists who would argue that physical violence is an appropriate retort to childish mockery, we would ask you for their names, for we would wish to have words with them. <laughs> Till names at least two orcs and a dwarf of his acquaintance on Gilgamesh Station. Um, just us pulls out a data pad and beautifully <laughs> notes those names down. <laughs> Under so. a header that says, for future discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, from that conversation, uh, Kendall, Xander, and uh, Coltarn. Turn off the turn order, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Kendall, Xander, and Coltarn. Yep. Uh, make their way towards make their way the... downtown. Exactly. Uh, towards the reactor. Uh, with I... Ken... oh, with Kendall, I I I am just personally imagining just every time Kendall sees an undead, she just goes over and goes shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Tells them to go away. Uh, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, uh, Xander, hold still. <laughs> Give him some healing juice. Two doses of troll's blood serum. Uh, but eventually, yeah, you make your way over to the pathway that leads to the necrotic reactor. I'm assuming, unless you were heading somewhere else first. Uh, we were going to look for the jump drive, which might be in the same place, but... All right, so yeah, you'll be heading for the jump... Which is nearby, but not exactly the same place. Uh... Roll me a technology check with advantage once you arrive, just so that I can uh, see what condition you find this thing in. Alright. I will use my one-off, once-per-day uh, Master Maker... Oh, wait, no, that's right. It's just always prepared, not once-off. Never mind. Um, I don't have any spell slots for that, so I can't use Enhance Ability, so I will just make that check. I, I, I had advantage anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Uh, advantage. Blam. <laughs> 11 and an 11. You want to use Good. inspiration on that? Good going me. Do I have an inspiration? I don't have an inspiration. Fair enough. If I had one, yes, but I don't. So. <laughs> 11 isn't below 10. It's not unsalvageable. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a two. That's as low as I can get. Yeah, it's a good thing you have a high technology roll. Uh, so, when you find the uh, the jump drive, it is in bad shape. Uh, you suspect that currently uh, it was probably good for the jump that got it here. And it is now in dire need of repair to be stabilized. <laughs> um, if you tried to enact your plan right now, there is a significantly higher chance of the gate being destabilized and causing significant damage. Would it be possible, while he's looking at this and sort of like going over the amount of time it would take to repair it and everything, 
Would it be possible to decouple the jump drive from the Will Nashville Care, get it over here, and use it? Uh, theoretically, although then you'd be down a jump drive and would need to replace it. Yeah. Better than being down a Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for someone to say it. <laughs> 100% out of character. Coltarn, Coltarn's objective is and has always been everyone survives. <laughs> um, uh, well, unless you think your father can get he can get a jump drive to us within a day, Kendall, we might have to use the the jump drive off the Gold Nashville Care. I mean, probably not, but I can, I can check. Well, if you would like to. Actually, that's a question. Do you want to tell him what's going on right now? Oh. Um. I mean, aside be very helpful in, in 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 saving a lot of people and preventing catastrophe in this area on the flip side daddy issues he says with a smile <laughs> All right, we're just not gonna. We're not. We're not even gonna gonna acknowledge that. Um, Look, everyone here has daddy issues. I have them too. <laughs> even surprise gonna... has them. Although in that case, it's lack of daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot of fatherless behavior going on. Is all I'm saying. Look, Till just misplaced his. Okay. <laughs> Minor. <laughs> Um, I mean, I feel like maybe if I explain it in a way that downplays the, but no, but then he's going to need show up and he's going to need to, you uh, know what? No, I think I've got this. Um, it's your call. I think so. we're good. I, I will go ahead. Yeah, I will. I will. I will try and. I mean, worse what came to worse, what's the worst thing that can happen? So, as you start making the call, I'm just going to calm Till. And well, just... it's it's at roughly as Kendall picks up her 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 charm to communicate with her patron slash daddy, uh, that Till, with his fly speed of double most everyone else's, uh, arrives because he had been intending to follow up after his conversation with uh, with uh, ah. with Justice. Ah, Till. Uh, Kindle's about to call the father, so whatever prayers you need to do before that. Mm Mm-hmm. How are we looking? Jump drive is shot. Um, If Kindle's father can't get us a jump drive here within a day, we're going to need to use the one off the Golnash. Right. Is there anything here left behind that we could use to repair or... You could theoretically repair the jump drive. It would take hell of a work. <laughs> it, uh, it, 
my initial gut my initial gut reaction is it'll take at least a couple of days to repair it and we don't have that kind of time right nope time is yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right i mean yes pulling the functional out of the gulnage <sighs> we'd be stuck a bit on although what we're getting for the salvage of these vessels might get might give us enough to upgrade the gulnash anyways um or we upgrade the gulnage by flying frozen fang out of here once we've got uh I will note the frozen fang is a battleship it probably requires a crew of more than just you We've got three extras than just us. We've got Jasira and Strida and Xander. And Tolbar, technically. And Tolbar, goddammit. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Till wants a fucking battleship. <laughs> uh, that That's the ship we're on right now, though, right? The yeah, Frozen Fang is the one we're on, on right now. Yep. Yes, mm -hmm. flying, you mean the ship that we are about to send the reactor into the into the into the Ganunga Gap on? I'm just saying maybe between two ships that are both missing important pieces we can wrangle a way to get one ship functional out of those. And I like this big one. If we can make it work. It's a but yes. That's fair. immediate problem maybe, being maybe some place reactor in between drop. the big one and the little one. Right, yes. exactly. Uh but yeah. Sorry. No, uh if uh, if Mr. Fairchild doesn't have an option for us. That's probably our next best shot. So, Kendall. All right. So yes, focus on the focus on the on the uh, on the charm. Hi, Daddy. Um. So, funny question. Um. Do you have a spare jump drive? Because we could use one here. Like, do, could you bring one over? Like. Tonight, like oh now. dear, did your jump drive get destroyed? It's kind of a long thing to explain over uh, 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 over talks. If you can come here, we definitely need one. If you come here, we can explain it a little bit better. It's I don't know a lot of the technical stuff behind it, so the other guys can explain it a little bit more. <laughs> Till's holding up a placard that says class two or better. <laughs> and she 100% it talks during this. This is not just in her head. Right. So you're absolutely you're right. hearing of half of a conversation, right? Amazing. All right. I think I can probably bring something along. I think she just threw us under the bus. I'll see what I can bring up on short notice. I'm sure somebody in the shipyards has some parts that they owe me. I'll see what I can gather and uh, make my way over there. Alright, great. You Love soon. you. See you see soon. You soon darling. Bye. How soon is it? Uh, sometime today. Sometime today or tonight, probably. I know um, with great trepidation you didn't give him coordinates or destination. Oh, he knows. Alright. I'm here, so he knows. Um, yep. yep. But no, this way, this way, he's not going to come here angry, potentially. 
And once he's here, we can explain the whole detail, the whole thing in detail to him, and 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 give him all the context right away. All right. Well, let's go take a look at the reactor and see if we need to clear anything yep. out and what we needed. We can at least do the prep work while we wait for a jump drive to be made available. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Till so we'll just gather everybody together. Make sure and everybody's present and ready. <laughs> presumably, and uh, just us and Missile had apparently been on their way as well, so it doesn't take long before everybody is gathered up in the same place. I do like the idea that we're like, all right, we've got once, once we've got surprises gathered. Yeah, I like the idea that we're like yeah. <laughs> that we're like, all right, so we've got a little bit of time. And it takes about like twenty seconds. All of a sudden, he's here. All right. <laughs> Oops, you're supposed to take longer. <laughs> no. We thought you were on the other side of town. <laughs> thought he was. Um, yeah, that's the problem. He was. Uh, well, yeah. Let's go see what's in the reactor randomly core. ripped a while jump drive way, out of it. While yeah, we're on was... the way to the reactor core, Colton's going to fall back a little bit and his hand on Surprise's shoulder to get their attention. What's bothering you? Um... Nothing. It's, we're good. You're very clearly not nothing. You were staring at a single spot the entire time after the fight ended, and weren't paying attention to anything that was going on. Actually, the problem is it is nothing. I didn't see what was going on at that end of the fight. What, what happened? It, uh, if I stay with the group, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes. And if you talk about it, then we might be able to solve a problem or two or provide some additional comfort somewhere else. You don't solve problems by waiting for them to go away. They never do. Yeah, I know. But, but I think this it. one's a little bit bigger than... So I'm just going to come along okay all right when you're ready to talk about it i'm here and i will so head back to the front of the group you spend a couple of hours just taking pieces of the part and trying to bring things around the the reactor room is a wash in necromantic energy uh the motion tracker is not showing the same level of activity inside the reactor as the other ship, as the Eventide was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, as you as you sort of check the room, uh, the necromantic radiation in there probably makes it hazardous to enter, unless maybe you're Kendall wearing that ring. Um. Is it like core breach vibes? Is that kind of what we're getting? Uh, it's more like um, you ever want to walk inside an active reactor? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's sort of like that. But I mean, compared yeah. to the other one, which seemed contained but full of bad shit, this one is like, oh, the bad shit's already on the outside, sort of? Or... It's, it's, it's more like uh, it is still contained and there's no bad shit in it, but it is still an active necromantic reactor. Yeah. Okay. Is All there right. a All way right. to so... deactivate it? 
super bad, but objectively less bad than the last one. Yes, definitely. Deactivating okay. it, the exact thing that will cause Kendall to explode. Yeah, turning it turning it off, uh, like turning off the steady flow of it. So in that probably case, a bad plan. in that case, all right, we've got, uh, we've probably got ten minutes, and I will reach up and uh, he'll reach up. Uh, he's not in the not in the vault reservoir right now, um, and just uh, palm uh, uh, palm a uh, a pad in the shoulder of his prosthetic arm. Uh, flip it open, uh, press a few buttons, and turn something, and a geodesic bubble shield just <laughs> emits from him. Uh, so, in a 15-foot radius, uh, a, tri- a translucent triangular plates of force assembled to form a 15-foot radius spherical dome around you, centered on centered on a point you touch. It, 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 I believe, in this particular case, it's installed in me, so I think it might come with me. Um, that's up to you, I guess. Uh, the dome contains clean, breathable air and airborne substances such as a poison, such as poisonous gas, smoke, or fog. Uh, such as poisonous gas, smoke. Sorry, the dome contains the dome contains clean, breathable air and airborne substances such as poisonous gas, smoke, or fog can't penetrate within it. The dome insulates those inside it from extreme temperatures, regardless of the outside environment. Creatures can walk freely into or out of the dome, but the dome blocks range attacks, spells, and other effects. Um, and it does it protect is, against radiation. This is <laughs> spells and other effects. Um, and this is my bubble projector, which is an actual gadgeteer item, um, which is rather than the actual spell. So it's a it's a it's a physical device that oh, that generates the the shield, and it's installed in my arm, um, which is why I would think it would come with me. But that's up to you, I guess. Spells and other effects is a hell of a broad phrase. <laughs> I Damage is an effect, technically. As it... I mean, it's basically it, it, it uh, it's basically a tiny attacks. hut. Yeah, it's basically a tiny hut. Like, except it lasts for ten minutes. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that it does need to be planted on a point because it's a projector. Like, you have to like basically okay. shoot it out of your arm on a point. Okay. Well, in that case, I would put it at the door, like so that so that it projects fifteen, you know, fifteen feet radius from the door. Yeah. So that we can actually get into the reactor. Um, so yeah, uh, you plant it in front of the door. the The energy shield sort of spreads out, and as you open the door, sort of pushes in and sort of pushes some of the the necromantic radiation back away from it. Are you able to use that more than once a day? Uh, let me see bubble projector. Let me pull it up here. Because I'm going to ask you if you want to do that right now if it's only once per day and you don't have your replacement reactor yet. Uh, or your replacement well, jump drive yet. I was wanting to just get a look at it, but yeah, that, that's actually a good point. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. Because that's true. I might. Because I assume that. the jump drive works in that it effectively creates a rift to Ganunga Gap at a point in relation to it's in relation, in relation to the ship that it is installed in, yeah. Right, yeah. Usually. It's basically you rip open a door in reality outside the ship and probably in front of it so that you can move through. Yeah. So effectively, I assume the way Till is theorizing this whole thing is we're going to futz with the settings. So instead of making a big door way out in front of the ship, it makes a little door inside the ship below the reactor and it just goes through. Yeah. Okay. That seems like so, yeah. the plan. 
<clears throat> okay. Yeah. Till will be while well, if, uh, if Coruscant is going to be looking, and we're powering it on not the ship because we don't want to because we don't want it to interface with the reactor at all, other than sending it away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we're just trying to. Yeah. No. Till will be looking and trying to run the calculations on how we need to alter those settings specifically so that we get the right size door in the right place whenever we do get our jump drive here. Mm-hmm. Roll me shipwright's tools with wisdom. Oh, you're sort okay. of eyeballing these settings. Um, yeah. May I, uh, uh, guidance, if I may? Go for it. Make sure I'm not at advantage. Okay, dude. Add a D4 to this. God damn, I am rolling like ass today. 15. Mm. 15. You feel like you've got a general idea okay. of, of where those coordinates need to be. <laughs> Sounds good then. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Come on, get your shit together. Um, right? Thanks, bees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there too, buddy. Okay, I'm yeah. not super proud of myself. Yeah, it's it's one's problem <laughs> rest, so in that case, never mind. Yeah, if, if we're if, if going in doesn't help us all that much, then I wouldn't I wouldn't do it yet. Uh and it's at roughly that point as you're all just sort of configuring and making calculations in your head that you hear over your shoulder. So who would like to explain exactly what's going on? Uh, I have no and idea. With, and with that, that's where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Good. <laughs>